We welcome back after a couple of months, City at Home, bludging, doing not very much at all. Peter Mullen with Health and Wellbeing, our <laughs> naturopath. G'day, mate. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you, Mark, and it's lovely to see you. Yeah, I wish the, wish the feeling was mutual. <laughs> you are coming back, though, with something that is very pertinent for today, uh, boosting our immunity. It's, it's all over the place at the moment. We'll get some natural remedies in and around that. Absolutely, and I'll fill you in what I've been up to. That'll be riveting. A fishing trip, something. Absolutely. Very exciting. he has. Just on Victoria, they can't go fishing down there. <laughs> Mate, uh, you've been away the last few months. You've been pretty busy. What's been happening? Um, yes, busy, busy, but I'm, mm. I am pleased that you're happy to see me. Yeah, that's good. That's good to have you back. <laughs> Means I get to stay on for another hour. Um, so, look, how, how, from your point of view, from a naturopathic point of view, have you sort of approached the, I guess, the last few months and generally, particularly when there's a lot of unknown? Well, I think that's the, the challenging thing. And there was a couple of, couple of things I noticed. Like, we, were, we stayed pretty busy through the whole time. Um, we did do a stint where all our consults were by Skype or video. Um, which I I thought was good. Everyone adapted really well. I was probably a few things. I was amazed at how adaptable everybody was and how resilient to just, okay, we'll just do this now, staff, mm. you know, what we had to do, but our patients particularly. And then um, we're back seeing patients now in clinic and it's so much better seeing people, you know, face-to-face. So, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying getting back to some sense of normalcy, even though, you know, there's still a lot going on. So, Everywhere. So, so because this has become a whole big thing, um, are, are people a little bit more acutely aware of how they can, what can I do to make sure that I keep my immunity as good as it can be? Probably initially. Okay. You know, the same way that there was a bit of a crisis on with toilet paper and, um, you know, people sort of, not panic buying, but I guess panic buying. We were really busy initially when it first happened with people really wanting that extra immune support. Um, and that's probably settled down a bit now. Everybody's recognising that it's to have good immunity, and that's what I was going to talk on. We're going to talk about today is having good immunity is not just about the natural supplement you take as well. Like it's the whole kit and caboodle, and um, so it's your it's your sleep, it's your stress coping, it's your exercise, it's all of those things that really make a big impact upon. Like probably the thing that makes the biggest impact upon your immunity is your sleep quality. You know, I think I talked about that study they did before where they they measured someone's level of um, circulating natural killer cells after a good night's sleep and they were at a certain level. And we've got a certain level of these cells. They're like our surveillance cells. You know, they're like the, the, guard, dogs or the guard dogs or the security guards. They're stealthy. They're stealthy. Much. They sort of sneak around and they look for stuff. And we've got a certain level of these all the time. Now, they tested the same person when they only had six hours sleep and they found that their level of circulating natural killer cells the next day were 50% what they were the day after a good night's sleep. So so that's just just one night just making all that bit of difference, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, so, that, so, then, so, yeah, so everybody's getting back, I think, to a normal sense. You know, they're realising that they've, if they've come in for weight loss, their weight's still an issue. And unfortunately, I think I've put on two kilos over the COVID kilos. I'm saying it's... <laughs> You know, due to um, avoiding viruses, etc. Um, so yeah, people that have inflammatory conditions are recognising they've still got inflammatory conditions and need help with those. So, all right. So we know that we need a good night's sleep, particularly since we're talking immunity today. And there are some things that we can put in place, Peter. I'd imagine, or things to stay away from as we start to wind down at the end of the day or into the night. Well, look, definitely. And one of the other, the other um, 
Let's talk about the baddies first. Like one of the worst things for your white blood cells or immune function is sugar. You know, when you, and this, I'm exaggerating this a little bit, but when you have a sugar hit, if you have a can of, co- oh, can of soft drink or a, um, a bag of mixed lollies, a chocolate <laughs> bar or a bag of mixed lollies, a big whack of sugar, your white blood cells all sort of lean over to the side for a little while before they come back online again. So sugar directly affects our immune mm-hmm. system as well. Um, we've talked about not getting enough sleep. Um, alcohol affects the immune system. Um, obviously, if someone's smoking, that obviously directly affects the immune system. Um, stress is a big one. You know, elevated cortisol will initially heighten your immune response, but long-term stress will lead to your immune system being more um, compromised or more lowered as well. So, um yeah, from a dietary point of view, you know, avoiding processed foods. It's all the stuff that we've talked about on this show a lot, but it still comes back to one of the biggest drivers for poor immune response is chronic, unrelenting, unremitting stress. So I guess in your notes here you say to keep away from some of those baddies for at least a couple of hours for, but also making sure that you get a nutrient-dense meal uh, in that three, two to three hours before going to sleep. Yeah, look, absolutely. Like, if you think about it, like... The, the ideal place to get our vitamins, like I'm a big advocate for taking supplements. Like every day I take a really good quality multi that has some extra antioxidants in for aging. And as you know, I'm aging really well. Like I look 10 years younger. Need some new it's glasses great. over it's, here, I think. Radio is great I for me. Some, definitely need some new glasses. <laughs> so I take a really good multi. Every day I take fish oil mm-hmm. because, um, again, we're low in essential fatty acids in our diet. Every day I take a magnesium because I do get a bit stressed, and if I'm exercising, it helps with cramps. And every day I take a probiotic. They're probably my four, you know, every day, my essential nutrients. But, you know, in the ideal world, we should be able to get or we'd like to get everything we want from our food. So vitamin A boosts immunity, lowers your risk of infection, supports wound healing through collagen strength. So vitamin A is in things like your carrots, squash, sweet potatoes, dark leafy greens, um, salmon, um, and pasteurized eggs and also grass-fed beef. Natural remedies for boosting immunity. We kind of looked at sleep, kind of trek through diet a little bit, and another one uh, too is making sure that we keep hydrated. So how does making sure we're getting that right amount of water through our bodies, how does that help boost our immunity? And indeed, what is the right amount? Well, look, we, and water water is just so important. Actually, I had put a paste on, paste on Facebook. That too. Yeah. Post on Facebook this morning. Of, I've got a, a water filter at home, just while we're talking about water, and um, it's got a like a soapstony thing in the top that filters through, and then there's a filter underneath. And I cleaned it three weeks ago. And the way you clean it, you get a, a scourer, like a steel wool brush, and you you scrub off the outer layer of this like a soapstone. But in three weeks, it had gone this really strong red, rusty toxin-looking layer. Interesting, because so that's, that's, that's obviously the stuff that's filtering that's out of the water. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, that's, um, so I'm a big fan of filtering your water. Otherwise, that gunk... And actually, that's the first time I've seen it get that bad that quick. So whether there's something, you know, with the water supply. But we need to be drinking. Our body's made up of nearly 70% water. And if you're not replacing the water, I always equate it to... It's like having a fish tank with goldfish in it. And, you know, if you don't clean the water out regularly, you're going to find the fish floating upside down. But more than that, water is so important for um, our lymphatic system, which is where we clear a lot of toxins from. Our lymphatic system was where all our lymph glands are. 
So that's how we fight viruses and toxins. Once our uh, glands detect there's a virus, they sort of swell up, which means they're activated. So swollen glands actually mean that your immune system knows there's a virus or infection and they're actually starting to function. That means it's actually working. Because if, you, if, you, if you're feeling uncomfortable, it's working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when, the, um, so when the glands come up, then we start to produce more mucus. Now, if you're not drinking enough water, the mucus we produce, and the reason we produce mucus is the mucus carries the white blood cells out to where the viruses are. So the more mucus you produce, again, the better your immune system's working. And if you're dehydrated, that mucus will be more sticky and tenacious and it won't, you won't be able to get rid of it as easily. So keeping really well hydrated when you are sick, but keeping well hydrated from a prevention point of view, so and important. Another one on your list there, Peter, is something that we were, one of the things we, oddly enough, were able to do when everyone was locked down and all of that is actually get out and get a bit of exercise. Um, in terms of Boosting immunity, um, how does this fit into the puzzle? Well, look, boosting, like exercise, um, gets the the blood and the lymphatic system flowing. Um, Just like drinking water, it helps to get nutrients and oxygen around the body. Um, But even the, you know, increase in vitamin D, getting outdoors, like everybody was walking more in it. Merriweather, it was great. Like I've never seen as many people walking and fishing from the beach. It was like every second person was either walking or fishing. It was quite bizarre. But, um, yeah, vitamin D, every cell in our body has vitamin D receptors, and so many patients that we test for have low levels of vitamin D. So next time anyone has a blood test with their GP, make sure they check their vitamin D levels. So exercise also increases endorphins, so it improves your mood. Um, It helps you to manage blood sugar more regularly or more effectively as well, so your energy is more consistent. So, um, And it also helps to reduce your stress load so yeah exercise like we're like puppy dogs we need to all be taken for a big walk every day (laughs) fair enough you know if you're in if you're indoors like if you're here sitting behind the panel like you are and if you go home and don't do something you have just all the stress you've built up today from seeing me will just stay in your system until you get that back out again all right exercise is important i know we, we did kind of cover food a little bit but in terms of diet a couple of things we should be you mentioned what we need out what do we need in well, look, it's, 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 there's so much. Like the reason we eat, um, like I, I, I really believe the, the best diet for us humans is as high a plant-based diet as possible with maybe, you know, really good quality pasture-fed, you know, animal protein, good quality fish, nuts and seeds, good quality oils, etc. So in eating like that, like when you're eating a diet, high plant-based diet, like vitamin C would be one of my favorite supplements through winter because we get most of our vitamin c in our fruit so if you're not eating much fruit and the fruit quality does change over winter then you're not getting enough vitamin c vitamin c also comes along with our leafy greens bell peppers and broccoli but again if we're cooking these foods we're going to lose vitamin c so vitamin c is your raw stuff Um, berries another great source of vitamin c but Vitamin C, actually, as well as my essentials through winter, I always take extra vitamin C and I always take extra echinacea as well. They're they're my two go-tos. Vitamin D, as we were talking about, can be found in quantities in um, salmon, organic pastured eggs, but the ideal way to optimize your D is sunshine. Now, with sunshine to get enough vitamin D, you need a lot of skin exposure. People go out and hang their washing on the line and think the back of their hands and 
a little bit around their neck and face is enough. But need a bit more. You need full torso, front and back. So you've got to be out in the backyard. Or down to the nudie beach top. or something. Down to the nudie beach okay. to get enough vitamin D in winter. If we wrap it up with Peter Mullen, his first one back after the corona crisis. You, you, you're struggling a bit over there, Peter. You, you, you're okay. You, I know good. it's a big half-hour show. You all right? I don't know. I look good. Yeah, you look glowing with a tan over there. <laughs> Including that spot on the head where the hair used to be. It's doing all right. <laughs> so boost, boosting immunity. We're doing it naturally today, Peter. Notice how I don't give you a chance to respond. No, you we don't, just swooped yes. up like yes, that. Yes, let's just keep moving. Look, uh, minimising that stress. You kind of brought stress into the game a little earlier on. And I guess what, 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 how does stress a bad thing in terms of our immunity? And then how do we go minimising it? Because you're not going to eliminate it. That's, that's not a thing. Well, it's just, it's just more, I think, recognizing and being able to recognize how stressed your body actually is because you can have a concept in your mind. Like a lot of, a lot of patients will say to me, you know, I I'm, 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 can't be stressed. I've got nothing to be stressed about. But it's not so much what they're consciously stressing about now. It's how stressed their actual body is. And um, one way we can start to listen more to what our body's telling us is to start to learn awareness sort of techniques or meditation now meditation you know if you say it quick it sounds like it's all pretty easy but a lot of people find it hard to meditate but meditate can be all sorts of different things like going for a walk active meditation for some is where you just let the thoughts come and go there's a really neat exercise it's called square the breathing. thoughts coming is easy someone's just letting them go is where the that's where the real trick is peter but you know what you know what and i really believe this you can learn to meditate if you can learn to drive a car, if you can learn to cook, you can learn to meditate. It's just practice and perseverance and finding a platform. And it doesn't have to be for hours every day. It can just be for 15 minutes in the morning. But even even just, just developing the skill to be able to just stop, take a breath, and just check in with yourself and say, where's my stress up to? Am I seven? Am I an eight? Just with you know folding the washing or getting breakfast ready, am I already starting to? And then consciously sort of doing things to try and reset that. And that's why exercise is so good because when you exercise, you reset that stress bar. So that's what we need to do. How does stress actually compromise potentially our immune system? It directly affects a number of areas. It can upset the thyroid. So it upsets your energy and your metabolism. Um, cortisol initially turns up your immune response, but long-term high levels of cortisol turn down your immune system's response. So your immune systems are just flatter. They're not as vital. They don't fight viruses as effectively as what they, what they mm. can. And there have been some studies to show that people with low serotonin levels, due to maybe prolonged stress, leading to symptoms of low mood or depression, that they're white blood cells their immune system is actually depressed as well because of the lack of those neurotransmitters that help so it's a whole whole complex picture but basically long-term stress causes your immune system to not work as well all right so that's stress the other one i mentioned that we we, we should be doing this a hundred times a day and i found it so amazing that when we went into the sort of corona crisis period that we actually had to have massive campaigns telling people to wash their hands why are we getting this wrong Oh look, it's ridiculous, isn't it? I'm 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 probably a little bit um guilty of the first lot that I wasn't doing it enough in the first place. Mm. Um, but my wife has always taken you know wipes after she comes out of the shopping centres and stuff like that. She's always just consciously been more vigilant of where we're going to pick up germs and viruses and stuff. So I think 
for me coming out of this is that this has been a good tap on the shoulder that if you want to get sick less often over the winter period coronavirus aside stay away from people who are sick you know don't do the soldier on because you're sick and keep going to work and if someone's in the workplace and they're unwell like no one likes to get sick and if it's a flu virus going around you really need to we need to minimize our exposure mm. so I think people will be a lot more vigilant about if you don't want to get these viruses, don't be around sick people and practice better um, hygiene. A lot of and that, hygiene, yeah. I don't mean by you remembering to have a shower every day. No. I mean like Well, you should be doing that too. But yeah, the, the washing hands stuff. Look, I, I think if we come out of this and everyone washes their hands a little bit more and stays a little bit distant from, uh, from, from the sick people, that's, 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 that in itself is a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, all right, Health and Wellbeing uh, episode what one for Episode one. <laughs> episode one Post... season two. <laughs> for oh, no, twenty twenty. I think it's oh it's a, quite a few seasons now. All right, mate. Uh, for Peter Mullen back next week. As always, thank you for coming in. One down, several more to go. Have a good uh, have a good rest of the week, Peter. Thank you, Mark. You too. Thanks for listening to this podcast from two NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.